You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. Pretenders, pretenders. On the line, I have Rob. Well, I've got some brass in my p- prison pocket. <laughs> ben, and you are that. And Kyle. Well, hi. Pretenders is the debut studio album by the British American band The Pretenders, released on seventh of January, nineteen eighty, under Real Records in the UK, and on the twenty seventh of December, nineteen seventy nine, on Sire Records in the United States. Producer was Chris Thomas except for Stop Your Sobbing, which was Nick Lowe. And the genre is new wave and punk rock. I'm going to read from all music reviews, Stephen Thomas Irwine. Few rock and roll records rock as hard or with as much originality as the Pretender's eponymous debut album, a sleek, stylish fusion of stonesy rock and roll, new wave pop, and pure punk aggression. Pretenders is teeming with sharp hooks and viciously cool attitude. Although Chrissy Hine establishes herself as a forceful and distinctive female songwriter. The record isn't a singer-songwriter tour de force. It's a rock and roll album. Powered by a unique and aggressive band, guitarist James Honeyman Scott never plays conventional riffs or leads, and his phase-treated guitar gives new dimension to the pounding rhythms of precious tattooed love boys, up the neck, and the weight, as well as the more measured pop of Kid, Brass and Pocket, and mystery achievement. He provides the perfect backing for Hein and her tough, sexy swagger. Hein doesn't fit into any conventional female rock stereotype, and neither do her songs. Alternatively, displaying a steely exterior or a disarming emotional vulnerability. It's a deep, rewarding record whose primary virtue is sheer energy. Pretenders moves fast and harder than most rock records, delivering an endless series of melodies, hooks, and infectious rhythms in its 12 songs. Few albums, let alone debuts, are are ever this astonishingly addictive. All right, what do we think of Pretenders? Pretenders. It's just so cool. Yeah. It is, it is so cool. Had forgotten how good this album is. Yeah. Same. So good. Oh my God. Are you, are... Oh man. Yeah. Song two, which I feel like do, never gets its due is one of the best. Such a good song. No, oh, the phone call. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is this, this goddamn record. So Birch, you, you were a fan of this record. Um, who else is already super familiar with this record? Not too familiar myself. Not, not too okay. familiar. Yeah. I've, I've pretty much only heard the, the pretender singles. So, you know, I'd heard a few songs off this, but, uh, Damn, end to end, this song is startle a startling masterpiece. Um, just right out the gate with Precious, 
I could be wrong. Is that is that the it's at least the first I could be aware of? Uh, I'm aware of the first female delivered fuck off and recorded rock and roll. I don't know, but it's definitely uh, pivotal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was reading about when this because uh, this album was pretty big here, but in the UK it was like a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. And I was reading about like you know the dance clubs and uh, in 1980, you know when they were playing uh, playing Precious and it. I was like, this is kind of the you ought to know of like 1980 in the UK, because I guess like women were like getting together, like on the dance floor and just screaming out the fuck off lyric together. And like, yeah, dancing together and pushing away dudes like this. And that's the first track. Yeah. Only the first track. It only goes up from there. Yeah. That's just, that's just the, the appetizer. That's just, you know? Yeah. I think we get a, uh, our generation especially gets away from this early, pretenders because we do know brass and pocket i mean that's a regular that's a gets a lot of airplay but learning to crawl uh is definitely the era of pretenders many people think of they don't think of the early sort of post-punk punk punk, uh rock and roll that is honey scott and chrissy hine you know playing this sort of choppy uh i don't know what you would say this is rock and roll rock and roll yeah and this is carrying on. Um, I knew you guys weren't a huge fan of the Easter and, or I guess it wasn't Easter, but the original Patti Smith uh, album Horses. But this is this is that next step, you know. Absolutely. This is. You guys weren't into horses. Well, we won't get into I it. I wasn't. All right. But this is definitely that that evolution, you know, taking that the sneering, the vulnerability, the the sort of like everything encompassing into it's just a great rock record yeah you got that but then you listen to kid and you've got this like melodic melancholic like beautiful song about like a kid discovering his mom as a prostitute like uh there's a lot of variety on this record uh which which i was surprised by lovers of today sounds like a song from the end of like the rocky horror picture show you know uh you got the kinks cover Ooh, that kinks cover so good yeah. I don't know if you guys know, I'm a big fan of the kinks. Uh, <laughs> I did not know that Chrissy Hine and Ray Davies have a daughter together. Mm-hmm. That blew my mind. I, that's so cool. I bet that's the coolest person on earth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a pedigree. Seriously. Uh, when I was listening to this album for the first time, this was, uh, this was my first listen Kyle, like you, I, I, I knew this. I, I've got a copy of the singles, the greatest hits. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to this and I was so into it, fully on board, fully on board. Had no idea that Brass and Pocket was going to come up late in the second side. I thought I would have assumed that that was it. It's just got set. It, it's got a more mature, refined sound. And I would have thought that that would be more like learning to crawl era pretenders i i was so on board with this record and then it served me up one of their biggest hits and i was like oh wow well that's just frosting that's awesome you know yeah it is a bit a bit of a variety um coming off of precious going phone call going into the way the album flows we always you know like to mention the tracking it's tracked out really well absolutely Mm -hmm. um I was again. Yeah, I forgot that Brass and Pocket was so late. I actually thought it was the first song on the second side, but it's actually 
a, a sweet spot where you would normally put in a, you know, some of your uh, weaker tracks. It really stands out and it's so strong that it just carries the the album completely through. You you don't want to, you know, skip any track and everything feels right in place. It's incredible. It's cool to hear some of uh, uh, some of that. The dabbling with dub and uh, private life. Mm-hmm. It's cool to hear him doing. Man, it's just it's such a cool record. Chrissy Hine is such a cool front person. She's such a cool woman. I already knew she was cool. Like I lyric, you listen to Chrissy Hines lyrics and you're like, this person is cool. But then like you actually like read a bit, little bit about her backstory, like even like pre pre pretenders. She's already lived like three cool lives by the time she's in the pretenders. You know, she's already been in a band with Mark Mothersbaugh in Akron. Yeah. She, she's already been a journalist for new music express. She's already worked for Malcolm McLaren's, uh, sex store and uh, gotten in with, uh, with, uh, Johnny rotten and, and Sid vicious, both of which she proposed to for a work visa. Johnny rotten backed down Sid vicious took her up on it. But then, uh, he had a court hearing that day and couldn't do it. But it seemed like she she was like fully ready just to follow through. She she's she does not give a fuck, and she's a cool chick. Yeah, and, and then she's she's in the lineup that that eventually becomes the Damned. Mm-hmm. She's in a band with Mick Jones. Chrissy Hine is moving and shaking. Yeah, she also knows everybody from being a the, a writer from yep. yeah. Yeah, between NME. NME and sex, like the, she she knows the scene. Yeah, and it it was interesting because you know Nick Lowe kind of dismissed her as a hanger on or you know just one of those people on the outskirts of uh, you know never really going to be in a, a a band that goes anywhere. I think the quote was, "This group's not going anywhere. I'm not going to work with them again." You know, after you produce "Stop Your Sobbing," uh, their first single and. It, 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 it's so satisfying, you know, to see her just rise to the occasion on this album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This album could have been like uh, half these songs and it still would have been a good, really strong, you know, first album. But holy 12 amazing songs. This this is, you know, this should be looked at sort of like that first Cars album where it's just perfect. It's, it's like yeah. a. Yeah. Every song delivers and every song gives you something new and interesting. I was feeling kind of ethereal, cause I I had my annual imperial, you saw. Now how are the duck and Mr. Stress both stayed? Trapped in a world that they never made. But not me, baby, I'm too precious to have to fuck off. You made me wanna. You made me wanna. You made me make it. Oh, it's so me. Do you know how I know this album, th- this band is not fully British, only partially British? Uh, <laughs> they included the single on the album. Had this been a fully British band, Stop Your Sobbing would not have been on, on the album. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I love their cover of Stop Your Sobbing. 
I don't just love it because it's a Kinks cover. I wasn't that into the Jams cover of David Watts. So I thought it was fine, but Pretender's take on Stop Your Sobbing is classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Better? You are that. It might be better. I think it's better. What track is this? Space Invader, the instrumental. Yeah. The instrumental is Space Invader. Mm-hmm. Pixies should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> You're right. Oh, did yeah, you? right. Totally hey, Rob, crazy. did you know this song was in uh, the Sopranos season two, episode 11, House Arrest? You know, Kyle, <laughs> I didn't tell me more. What else that's, happened? That's all I've got. Arrest? That's all I've got. I will say there, there is, I do feel like they, um, they did lose a little bit when uh, Honeyman Scott, you know, died. I think when they went to learning the crawl um, and some of those later albums, I do think that there's something there that is just, it doesn't quite have the, like we were talking about with some previous albums, a little bit of an edge, you know, he had a little bit of this, uh, the guitar attitude. So it's a little more clean and maybe that, that might just be the year, you know, it might just be the, that they were the direction they were moving in. But, um, this guitar work is really cool. Um, I didn't realize, I guess I didn't do my research. I didn't realize that he died after, at, at, before, before I just looked it up just now, 82. Yeah. So the, yeah. they only cut one more LP before Honeyman Scott, uh, overdosed, uh, in, uh, uh, Faradon followed a suit less than a year later. Actually. I'm hearing some sizzling on Birch. Anybody else? It's yeah, a, I am. It, has there been any nerd band that was super into Star Trek that called themselves Certified Latinum? Because I, I want to, I want to take that one if, if, if I can. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, the song "Precious" uh, contains the lyric. Now, Howard the Duck and Mister Stress both stayed trapped in a world they never made. What? Howard the Duck quote? What happened to Howard the Duck? He's trapped in a world? Uh, now Howard the Duck and Mr. Stress both stayed trapped in a world they never made. Uh, trapped in a world he never made is Howard the Duck's uh, kind of like catchphrase. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Stress, I believe, was the blues band uh, that Chrissy Hine got kicked out of. Or she left because she was uh, creatively um, stymied. Man, right now we're listening to The Weight. I love that off kilter riff uh i don't know i I haven't counted it out is is it a weird time signature or do they is it just like an unorthodox or unorthodox feeling of the beat rob it's in eight and six it's really cool i like it it's kind of got that uncontrollable urge kind of feel where it yeah like the spillover at any second yeah yeah they do that a lot pretenders are, are very good at that for sure I think that's what one of the things that sets them apart with these new wave bands. Well, that and <laughs> when you have Chrissy Hine like fronting it. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any kind of like retrospective interview with Nick Lowe about like, so how do you feel about deciding never <laughs> to work with the pretenders again? <laughs> how's your, how's your solo career going uh, right now? Like Nick, Nick Lowe. <laughs> I'm sure he's, he's, I'm doing sure he's just doing fine. fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he's doing fine, but you know, 
not pretender is fine. How does it feel to uh, pass up, you know, one of the greatest album rock and roll albums ever created? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe he would have, uh, he would have screwed it up. The production on stop your sobbing is notably different, different than, than yeah. the rest of the record. I, I like it, but a whole album with that treatment <laughs> would, it would have been a different record. You know, he would have leaned more into and it's hard to tell because it is a cover, but it feels like like with Nick Lowe's stylistic tendencies and it being a 60s cover, the album could have sounded more of a throwback than than Bleeding Edge. But this album sounds Bleeding Edge. Yeah, I just want to listen to this album. Yeah. Solo on the way. You did mention Precious before uh, and it would. And it has that sort of a punch. Uh, I had to fuck off, uh, but she kind of she kind of swallows the first three words, it, yeah, uh, before yeah. delivering the f bomb. It's like what, a, what's it spo- what's she what's she trying to say there? She's trying to say I had to fuck off, mm. but she's just kinda, it sounds like she just says yeah fuck off, yeah, which is also cool. But it's it has the, it is yeah. um, you're right. That is one of the pivotal, you know like dropping that in a song shows that they're not messing around. It's the first song yep. intentionally, you know, it, it, it just shows everybody else that what's going, they're a band to be reckoned with. They're being provocative for sure. Didn't even need to wear a swastika. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> So I've always been a big uh, Grace Jones fan, and one of my favorite Grace Jones songs was Private Life, and I never knew that it was uh, written by the Pretenders. And that's, the a, Pretenders, that's a cool track, too. Uh, did their own version and released it the exact same year. Yeah, what'd you think um, of that? It's good. I was impressed. Uh, the Grace Jones version, much better, which I think Chrissy Hind uh, agreed to. But yeah, that was that was really fun for me. I had greatly uh, underestimated the Pretenders. It's a mistake I shall not uh, do again. I think a lot of people do. For the longest time, I re- I got confused with the Pretenders and the Replacements until Same. I learned that the Replacements were a totally different band than the pretenders same it was it was like 12 years ago when i realized they weren't the same band huh i'm offended or i'm ashamed to say yeah that must have been a shared delusion we both had rob i was the exact same way do you think that the pretenders and chrissy hine in general get their due do you think that no i think that they they get radio play but i don't think they're recognized uh, I don't know why that is it, it. And that could just be me. I think that it's wrong that Chrissy Hine isn't considered as big of like a female punk icon as Debbie Harry. Sure. That's yeah. Weird. I think it's wrong. Maybe if they had more disco songs. I don't know. Maybe if they had more disco, maybe if she tried rapping. <laughs> 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 These songs are so good. They're, so they're all just 
just they're all just really good. really good they're anyone really anyone do a, a deep dive into tattooed love boys that was that was kind of a sad deep dive was it it was okay she only told the story about what the song was about in like 2016 and it was about her being sexually assaulted by a biker gang yeah the hell's angels oh really yeah and then yeah. that song was in guitar hero 2 jesus Holy yeah. shit. But yeah, she said in, in a lot of interviews uh, later on that she was drawn to, um, I guess you quote unquote, bad crowds um, and like bikers and people that, who would use drugs and, and drink and get out of control. And Ray uh, Davies. One of those people, though, helped her out. And that was Lemmy from Motorhead, who helped her start uh, Pretenders, actually. She did say that he definitely gave her cocaine and she was up for three days. But after she got a more, do that. <laughs> more acquainted uh, with him and uh, he really uh, helped her kind of find he kind of nudged her in the direction of, you know, you can do it. You can, you know, start a band. And he helped her find some people to uh, the original drummer and then uh, the bass player for the for pretenders. I keep saying the the pretenders, but it's just pretenders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it seemed like she was really down on herself pre pretenders. Like she was so involved in the scene, but she was like, and from her perspective, like so close, but she, she wanted her, she wanted a band, you know, like she's so involved in other, any other, every other way. She, like, she's writing about it uh, for NME. She's like, she's hobnobbing at, at sex. She, she's friends with all these people. She'll go on tours with, with folks, but she just wasn't able to get her own project off the ground until pretenders. And I'm, I'm, I'm just so glad that she was able to, because now we have pretenders. Yeah. Yeah. They went back in uh, that Mr. Stress line from precious, uh, they interviewed the dude from that blues band that she was in. She was like, I want to do some original rock and roll songs. And he's like, original rock and roll songs. Get out of here. Go to Europe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I only know that because like, that's his side of the interview. Like they were like, did you really like this? Chrissy Hine? He was like, here's what I told her. Was, All right. <laughs> All right. We're just going to keep listening. If, if I, don't right. cut this yeah. off. I don't think I need to go around. Right. Is everybody on the positive on this one? Okay. This album is so good. Crucial album. Yeah. I'm picking out my pretenders tattoo right now. Yeah. This (laughs) is, uh, I would say for me, this is one of those albums that I hadn't thought about recently. Um, and, and kind of shocked me doing this project and, and revisiting because I, I remember being good. It's just like, I forgot how good it was just a treat to listen to and, Every I've listened to it like 10 times uh, this past week, you know, just soaking it in. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to more pretenders, you dum-dums. Listen to more pretenders. Stop your sobbing. Stop your sobbing. Uh, next time we'll be talking about Eisersight and Neubauten Klops. Sweet. Yes, 